On this Valentine's Day, a lot of people are pulling out all the stops to look good. Cosmetics, cologne, flowers. I don't think ashes get to be high on the list of that, uh, uh, of that list. But what a good reminder for us uh, on, on this day dedicated to love to remember that love is about what's on the inside, not on the outside. And I think, in a way, it is even harder to look good on the inside than it is on the outside. Actually, even harder to hide those imperfections, which is why we come together today on this Ash Wednesday needing God's grace. Remember that wonderful story in Genesis of how the first human was formed out of the dust of the earth by God. And how God breathed life into that dust. That's a powerful image. One that reminds us that God is at work still today, breathing into us what we need to come out of this dusty, ashy state that we often find ourselves in. Both as individuals and as a community and as a nation, We need the breath of God breathed into us so that we can be alive again with the fire of the Spirit which moves within us, with a light that shines in the darkness. Of course, in Bible times, it was common for people who were mourning, who were grieving, to dress in sackcloth and put ashes on their heads. There are several stories in the Bible where people come to God and they sit before God in sackcloth and in ashes uh, to show their repentance, to seek forgiveness. Uh, In a way, we're actually called in Lent, you might say, to begin the funeral service for those things within us that keep us from the connection to God that God yearns for us in our lives. As we come to put ashes on our forehead, uh, in a way we come to remember the need, just as people used to put ashes on themselves in grief, we come to grieve the loss of those things in our life that disconnect us from the source of all life. As Jesus in our gospel lesson from Matthew that Cody read for us earlier reminds us so well, we all like to look good on the outside. What God cares about is what we are like in the secret times of our life. When it's just us and God, what are you like when it's just you and God? When you look at yourself, not in a mirror, but when you look deeply within yourself, beyond that outer appearance, to what lies within, if you're like me, you probably see you have a lot of spiritual work to do. 
But that's okay. That's what it means to be alive. And this is why Ash Wednesday is about repentance. It literally means an invitation to turn to God. That's what repentance means, to turn. We come together with that invitation, with an Ash Wednesday invitation, to turn to God with all of who we are, all dusty, imperfect, broken, fragile, crying out, confused, and we say, here I am. And the good news is God is that God is there to raise us up. God is ready to redeem us in a moment. Even before we ask, in the blink of an eye, even as we before we turn to God, God has turned to us. In the very midst of our repentance, before we could even say the words, God has forgiven us and marked us as Christ's own. The, the very burning away of that sin by the fire of God's love make us, makes us God's own. And when we put those ashes on, in a way we are sort of stamped and certified as a child of God, through the cross, and we rise from the ashes as new people. That's the invitation before us today. We might need that invitation tomorrow, too, when we wake up. We might need it before we even get to the street. But the good news, this invitation is not just an Ash Wednesday invitation. On Ash Wednesday, we remember it. We come together to remind ourselves of it. But that grace-filled and love-filled invitation is before us again and again and again. And thank God, because we need it. We need God's living presence. The great poet Percy Shelley wrote once, If winter comes, can spring be far behind? I love that. If winter comes, can spring be far behind? And in these words, we're reminded that hope does spring eternal. It's a beautiful thing in a way that Ash Wednesday occurs in the winter. Even as late as it can be, it's still winter when Ash Wednesday occurs. Now, we haven't had a bad winter this year so far. I was careful about saying that. So far, we haven't had a bad winter. But no matter what winters we trudge through in this life we lead, no matter how deep we feel we're in the winters of our lives, the new life that God offers us, the renewing power of God's love, is never far away. Spring is waiting to be sprung. Not just for the earth, but in our lives. But we're called to come before God and to bear ourselves. 
in a similar way to the sort of barrenness of the earth in wintertime. We're, we, we are called to come before God and to bear ourselves, to not be afraid to share our fears and our brokenness and our uncertainty and our faults and our failings, to put our ashiness in God's hands. And in that moment, to trust in what God can do for us and in us and through us. We have good news. Even as we come to put these ashes on our forehead to remind ourselves of our ashiness and our dustiness, in the midst of that very act itself, God's hands reach down to you to grab hold, to let you know in the midst of this world that can bring such pain, in the midst of a world that can bring such violence, death, even death itself, God says, you are mine and I am yours. And nothing in all of creation can separate us. God invites you to feel the glory of God this evening. God invites you to feel the glory of God tomorrow and the next day and commit yourself to let yourself shine in that glory, to rise from the ashes, to feel the breath of God breathed into you, filling you up, and setting you free. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you this day with all of who we are. Sometimes it seems like it's not much. But for you, God, we know it's enough. Give us the strength that we need to turn to you on this and every day. To take on this mark as a child of God. To show ourselves, not just on this night, but every day of our lives. And to be able to, most importantly, look ourselves in the mirror and to know no matter what we go through that day, dear God, when we look ourselves in the mirror, we see ourselves through your eyes. The eyes of a loving God who holds on to us and leads us forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now... <clears throat> I want to invite you to observance of Lenten disciplines. These are, this, these are words that have been shared through the years, inviting you as we begin this journey of Lent. Uh, these are words that are often shared in the midst of uh, not just Methodist churches, words like this in all churches that celebrate Ash Wednesday. I want to invite you with these words to 
Observe Lent this year with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the early Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's Passion and Resurrection. It became the custom of the Church that before the Easter celebration there should be a 40-day season of spiritual preparation. During this season, converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when persons who had committed serious sins and had separated themselves from the community of faith were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to participation in the life of the church. In this way, the whole congregation was reminded of the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need we all have to renew our faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church to observe a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word, to mark a right beginning of repentance and as a mark of our immortal nature. Let us now pray together in silence before our Creator and our Redeemer. Let us pause for a moment of prayer.